Welcome back. That was way too enthusiastic. I'm going to do it again. Okay. You cannot play God than wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica, where we, your hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, take you through this sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica, episode by episode. And this one's great. This one's great. So we are talking about season three, episode 10, Eye of Jupiter, and things are starting to happen. Okay, so I'm really confused because I feel like my numbering is wrong. Is this episode 10 or 11? Because also, it says episode 10... On something else, and then episode 11 in other places. There's something, because we both listened to Ronald D. Moore's podcast Mm -hmm. this week, and he keeps doing this thing where he's like, we call this episode da-da-da, which Mm. means there's a different numbering system somehow for this season, I think maybe between what was released and what the people working on the show were using something like that i think so because i when i listened to that i heard him say it because that's what happens when you listen (laughs) and i looked it up and it said 11 and i feel like going through the episodes we're on 11 but are we did i mislabel it oh okay so it's episode it's episode 11 that's fine but i think that ronald d moore on his podcast said that it was episode 10 i would love to know if any of our listeners know about this why is he calling it episode 10 did he just have too much whiskey before he started recording is there a discrepancy i just googled eye of jupiter period like google would know what i was talking about like obviously i mean the battlestar galactica episode and not the eye on the planet yeah i do that all the time with battlestar galactica (laughs) episodes i hate googling starbuck yeah starbucks always comes up Mm -hmm. yeah so this this fantastic episode is written by Mark Verheiden, who we've talked about before. He's done, a, he did a smattering of episodes in season two and three and directed by Michael Reimer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bringing, out, of him. bringing out the big guns. Reimer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and we are drinking. We don't have don't our cans, have with us. cans in so front of us. So my update on the no drinking, it has been great. I feel very clear. I have decided that. For my Battlestar Galactica podcasting, I shall have just one beer every two weeks, which I think is very good. Yeah. And because I love porters, but very rarely drink them, I'm drinking porter today. What kind of porter are you drinking? Transmitter porter. Lisa requested these beers. I did. So what's your justification? The episode. The transmitter, it is jammed yeah (laughs) they're jamming those transmissions baby (laughs) i saw it and i thought it looked pretty perfect and also delicious um so it's an american porter does yours have a number it does it feels like when they have a number that that's like a really special yeah but you have a six and i have an eight and those are silent numbers oh Mm -hmm. mine is b6 for sure yeah so you have a you have a six She's just six and I have a Sharon. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's very true to this episode. And I believe that this is from New York City. Nice. Yeah, so you're drinking the porter and I'm drinking a rice saison ale, which is really lovely. Yes. Enjoying it. Definitely very different vibe beers. A hundred percent. As different as beers could get. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely yours is very summer and mine is very winter. So should we get into it? I really loved these, by the way, this episode. I did not love the cliffhanger as our discussions on Twitter happened. Um, 
So to clarify, I will not. I did not watch the next episode. It was very difficult. I was self restraint is so admirable. <laughs> I watched this one like three times, and then once with the podcast on it on my DVD player. Hey. Oh, um, which was really exciting, and it was just so difficult every single time to not just let that roll on over. And yeah, so we decided I that this was not a two-parter and we also decided that I could listen to the podcast because even if there's spoilers, it was released at the same time as the episodes or the day after. Back if in the there day. are spoilers, that's on Ronald D. Moore circa, exactly. what are we at, 2007 right now? 2006. Six still? Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like I should get the same experience that everybody had. Heck yeah. Yeah. You're just another obsessive fan like the rest of us were. Mm-hmm. I actually wasn't that. I wasn't listening to the podcast back in the day. That time for me, like 2004, so 2004 was like my final year of high school. So I was barely watching any television. And then after that, I was like at uni and didn't watch any TV either. I watched a shit ton of television (laughs) during high school and college. Yeah. uh, We didn't really have a TV house. So I didn't really start watching Mm. TV until I was in my mid 20s with any kind of excitement. And then I got really into the kind of, I think like it was really Probably Buffy that really got me into TV in a big way. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But actually, like, I had started watching shows and stuff a bit more before that. But basically, just I I came to appreciate the art of it. I feel like I'd been told that television was garbage and, like, all of this stuff. And when it, you know... Yeah, anyway. no, I think about that a lot. I think there's still a lot of people who think that TV is kind of trash. And it's like, no, there's some incredibly artistic mm-hmm. storytelling that's been happening and just keeps getting better I for think. sure and there's something about exploring a character over a series of episodes that's very different and like Absolutely. watching the kind of growth and transformation of people so i am a big fan i actually think i prefer tv to movies most of the time honestly these days i'm leaning that way as well there are some exceptional movies but oh for sure mm. but there yeah there's something about long-form storytelling that i think as a culture we're getting really freaking good at Mm -hmm. and it makes me so excited to be living now and to get to watch these amazing things yeah after my dc trip i was pretty burnt out so this weekend i just watched like all of russian doll and then all of the umbrella academy (laughs) and then i looked at myself like you just been to watch two series to be fair they were very short especially there's no person who can watch one episode of russian doll i tried I defy you to watch like <laughs> one episode of Russian Doll. I feel like it's you impossible. could maybe watch the first one, but I don't think you can watch the second one without watching. I think it's a th- after the third one as well. You're like, whoa. I started it at midnight and I went to bed at 4 a.m. Oh, goodness gracious. And yeah. I was very tired. <laughs> totally fair. So go watch those. Slightly addictive personality they're, over here. Yeah, they're um, very good. The Umbrella Academy, I mean, it's just Ellen Page is great. Um, I, it was very predictable. Sure. But I have a lot of thoughts if... I was thinking about maybe writing them down somewhere. I support that choice. Yeah. Steve Supersonic Jeffries especially will appreciate that I've been watching The Expanse now. Yes. And Kara. Kara's always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Some really excellent female characters on that show. So thank you for continuing to remind me to watch it, our dear listeners. Yes. I'm going to get on it too. I feel like The Expanse and actually Star Trek is on my list. I which, am which one? I have never. There's so much Star Trek. It's very overwhelming. <laughs> That's I have... how I feel about Doctor Who. Like there's just yes. 
how, where the frack do you start? I feel like what's hard for me about both of those is that I watched them both as a child very intermittently. Like my dad was into both of them. So I feel familiar with them, but I don't know them at all. I did definitely watch a little bit of an episode of Star Trek the other night. But yeah. What I kind think- of Star Trek? The first series. Oh, okay. No, I want to start from the beginning. Like, I, I've definitely seen a few of the new ones, and that looks like it's really good. And I thought that would be an easy way to get into it. But then I was like, no, nah, I should just watch all of it. All right. Yeah, you're looking at me like, good luck. Good luck with your Captain Kirk. Yeah, I mean, let's see if I just get the flu again. And I think you could, with, like, with the original series, you could maybe... Maybe hit the highlights on that one. I feel like if you don't see every episode, you'll be okay. 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 So maybe if someone wants to send me through, if there's like a a list where it's like, these are the, because I know there's that of Buffy as well. Like there's definitely, or an angel especially, you can kind of do that. So yeah, sure. I've been uh, promising my sister to come up with one of those for BSG because there are some online, but they're like, you can skip five episodes of the whole series. My sister wants to listen to our podcast, so I want to catch her up quickly. So I have a project underway to go through and find like the absolute essential episodes of BSG to get you familiar with the world, understanding what's happening, but not have to slog through the whole thing and because you want to start at season three so you can listen to your sister's podcast oh yeah because she doesn't want to listen to melia the shade <laughs> she's just not gonna dig oh, through yeah, like of course 30 episodes it's totally we are up to over 40 episodes. i know but 10 like over 10 of those are with me hey oh and here we are and we still can't work out how to stop rambling at the beginning yep. or in the, the middle podcast. or like towards the end it's <laughs> just really all of it <laughs> all right let's get into it Yes. So previously on, the unfinished business is still unfinished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also like, hey, remember Hira? She exists. Yes. And also, this time she's actually in the episode as she opposed is. to last time when it was like, remember Hira? And it's like, yeah, but where, where, why did you tell me that? Just just to remind you that she exists, <laughs> just for the fun. Um, yeah, no, it's a Hira, Hira heavy up. Uh, so we kind of start on this algae planet, this overexposure planet. Um. Yes. And let's just address it now before we go any further. Damn, everyone looks so hot on that planet, except for the chief. But everybody else is like... It's a good, hot, sweaty, just dirty enough yeah, it's planet. super sexy. Like, Everybody's muscles are just glistening. Um, Anders? Good Lord. Why do we not have more shirtless Anders? I don't know. Like, We've got Apollo shirtless Apollo shirt for off days. All the time. And I have... I don't think I've seen Anders without his shirt on. And that man has arms. I just, every Those are time, good arms to have. Those are good arms to have for sure. Um, so I, I looked up where they, or no, uh, on the podcast, Ronald D. Moore was talking about where they filmed this. And I remembered a conversation we had on Twitter about where they filmed the new Caprica stuff. And um, I went back and looked it up because I'm obsessive. Uh, so Lisa W. thought it was Kamloops because she remembered a story about um, Eddie and Mary driving around in Kamloops. But it was actually, this was the episode that was filmed in Kamloops. Ah, I see. And the it was not planet was on the hot fudge planet. As not on the hot fudge <laughs> planet. It's on the stinky algae planet. But that was a great line from the chief in an otherwise it episode where I hate the chief, but I I thought that was a great 
a great line. Yes. <laughs> oh, I got, <laughs> got find a hot fudge planet. I'm like, that's what you come up with? That's great. And also kind of sexual. But yeah, let's go with that. Hot fudge planet is sexual to you? Um, I mean... Do you just imagine everyone, like, instead of being covered in dirt, they're covered in hot fudge? Yeah, and All licking right. it off each other. <laughs> There's so much you could get out of that. Hot Nobody wants sexual. to, like, algae off somebody. No, that's not sexy at all. It uh, tastes as bad as it smells. That's, um, what the, that's what the rumor is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of my notes are about how um, hot people are, which mm-hmm. is maybe why I got... A few of mine are as well. A page and a half of notes today. But every other line is just hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Pretty much. So uh, a raptor flies in very dramatically too close to everyone. And oh, gosh. Freaking Apollo's like... Oh, golly gee, I wonder who that is. <laughs> Just who does he think he's fooling? And Dee's like, it's Starbuck. <laughs> it's obviously Starbuck. Dee has just got no time for anybody. I shit love it. In this episode. I love her. She's so good. Yes. Uh, so Apollo runs over and Dee's like, yeah, I'm going to skip the welcome wagon this time. <laughs> um, yes. This Starbuck is just so hot in this scene that I even ju- Apollo my, looks just, hot. My notes, how is she so hot? She's so fracking hot. That's just all I spent time writing. Yeah, mine's like, my God, Starbuck is hot. God damn. She's so, <laughs> it's so good that I don't even care that she's making out with Apollo. He even looks attractive because he's next to her. Like, yeah. they are hot together because she, she's so If you go so within attractive. her radius, she makes you more attractive <laughs> by association. <laughs> <laughs> so good okay okay so we've addressed uh, it we have so they have some good sweaty making out and then um they're gonna have they gotta have a little lover's spat because this is not a good situation starbucks morality is just hilarious to me the coming and going of her morality like the things she decides are okay it's like you know people it's like the mayor in buffy who's like so evil and then just like obsessive about germs mm-hmm. you're like dude yeah you just ate huge spiders in your mouth and you're like oh better kleenex that thing like it's just i think those characters are always so funny that is an interesting parallel that i had not considered but you know what i'm talking about (laughs) it's like when it's something that just like doesn't make any sense at all that this character would be both like she's just so does not give a frack and then she's just like oh no but i'm married but i i really i don't buy that this is just starbuck suddenly being like a devout religious person she doesn't want to divorce someone to frack and marry someone else like she doesn't want to be with apollo also that (laughs) rookie mistake don't get matching tattoos no i think that this like is i can totally see how this could be a part of her character that was just like quite in inconsistent I mean, she yes could and no mm. but i also think there's a big part of her that doesn't want to be monogamous like i don't think she wants to leave sam i don't think she wants to leave sam at all i think she's not done with sam and i think she doesn't want to leave Who sam for a pop right <laughs> good lord <laughs> um yeah and like we can talk about i think she wants to that have later cake and eat it too? algae and eat it too yeah <laughs> hot fudge <laughs> look all of the things um yeah i i mean i was interested to hear your thoughts on that but i think we should talk about that uh in its entirety a bit later when we get to sam's whole 
Yeah, there's a lot of, of there's a lot of I love an episode that's really balanced in terms of both like action and what's happening emotionally with mm-hmm. the characters. And I think yeah, this, this episode good. really hits it out of the park. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Apollo wants to divorce because he doesn't want to cheat on D anymore. And Starbuck wants to cheat and not divorce. So mm. rock in a hard place there. Yep. Seems like there's a very hard place right there. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Uh, so Gaius is dreaming about himself always shockingly um, he's also in bed alone he is I don't think he expected to wake up alone mm. he's kind of like surely at least one of my beautiful women <laughs> is in the bed with me still um, spoiled he doesn't deserve it no but he hears a baby crying which I think he can assume is here because she's the only one that exists in the silent world uh, and toodles on over in the fluffiest of Cylon bathrobes. I really need one of those. Yeah, they look like they've it got pretty good bathrobes. Luxurious. On mm-hmm. uh, and here's Sick. And I don't think parenting is really in Boomer's programming. So I don't know if you remember this on the podcast, but Ronald D. Moore said they had uh, plans to have a lot more of a buildup of like Boomer specifically not getting along with Hera. Yeah. To just show that like that wasn't that relationship wasn't working out or whatever i think it comes across in the very limited time that we see them together she seems pretty frustrated yeah not totally compassionate yeah i almost wish that um it hadn't been that she was sick though like i wish she'd kind of been like oh i just can't get her to be quiet or like something like that Mm -hmm. instead because her being sick, it's like, yeah, sick babies are, like, frustrating as shit. But, like, and, like, it is. It can be exhausting even if you're, like, a really good parent. And I'm not a parent, but, like, I have very young siblings. There's something about the way she yeah. reacts, though, that's just frustration without compassion yeah. is how I read it. Like, it's she's like just annoyed. Like, this, <laughs> like, we're machines and you're a broken machine and you won't <laughs> fix yourself. Just fix yourself, idiot. That's what her face says to me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's... uh something I'm familiar with. oh yikes <laughs> so not necessarily a Cylon issue <laughs> sometimes <laughs> giving birth to a child doesn't mean that you're not a I was gonna say the c word but I probably shouldn't even yeah <laughs> I mean I'm taking it back and also Australian but whatever anyway <laughs> you say whenever you want thank you um, but Gaius takes the baby and it's just like, I'm here for you because he he's his, the savior of everyone. He does this thing where he reaches over and touches it like he's Jesus. <laughs> and bec- with his long hair and the robe, that's exactly what he looks like. He like really <laughs> reaches over and like touches it on the head. I'm like, my goodness, Gaius. I have cured you. Yes. Uh, Shush, baby. He's just exhausting in every way i love him uh so i do too um on the algae planet uh chief hears mystical wind chimes in the distance and starts wandering off Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just so not a fan of i'm really not in this in this episode i'm not a fan of i think i'm just frustrated we'll get there but i'm frustrated about callie and i'm gonna take it out on chief absolutely Mm -hmm. that too but also his story here is like not I don't know. It's just kind of too much. And also there's a scene and he's just like, he's super dad bod at this point, not to body shame him, but it's not even like his body. It's just like his posture and everything. It's like, he just doesn't care. He's and then there's flops around. Yeah. Callie who like, 
Callie and I think it's um, Matthias, our, our girl, and they're both like lifting this fucking huge heavy thing. And he's like, oh, I think I hear wind chimes. <laughs> just like wanders <laughs> away. I'm like, what do you do? Why are you not at home with the baby? Look at all the work, Callie. Look at her body. She gave birth to a child. And you're just like. He just- does a lot of telling other people what yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, anyway we can get to that later because i know exactly the part that you're oh, gonna be mad at man, we're gonna also i am too mm-hmm. you texted me about it actually <laughs> <Of course laughs> I you did. were watching but yeah <laughs> sounds the- exactly like me <laughs> seen uh ronald d Moore compared to like a close encounters moment have you seen that movie Close no, Encounters right. of the Third Kind. I don't think so. It's like really classic 70s kind of sci-fi movie. I feel like I've maybe saw it, but like when I was very young. Um, it's one of those ones. It really is just like a, I am being called to this place and I don't know why. Like there's so, there is something very Close Encounters-y about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like, I kind of get that maybe they were going for a nod to that. Um, he gets to this door, this like very clearly made by somebody door and just mm-hmm. pops it right open. Not not concerned about what's on the other side. Um, and we get like a, a lot of nice drumming music. And like it was really nice of the 13th tribe to leave the lights on in there. <laughs> Do you think that it's just like skylights? There's like lights that just look like work lights on the pole. And I can't. I don't know what they were going for. I don't know if they were going for some sort of like, no, the sun is filtering through the pole and coming out through. It just, it looks like electrician, light, like work lights. I mean, technology could have been very advanced and maybe they're just the kind of lights that are sensor lights, you know, like when you go into bathrooms <laughs> in some places and they're just there. So you maybe know. you're right. Maybe you're right. Probably. I just the, everything about it looks really like beautiful and mystical and they really took a lot of time like building that temple and I think those lights look ridiculous yep uh, so apparently this is a redress of um, Ragnar station from the miniseries okay yeah cool. I just think it's neat when people use the same location for different stuff yeah, yeah. it is like <laughs> Starbucks apartment and um, the apartment that she was yeah, well, that in. I think was like very intentional. Hmm. That was a a choice. Yes, to be like, ooh, look at these. What are these silence up to? Mm-hmm. Co-op, like, like taking your apartment layout that mm-hmm. you used to live in. Yeah, just to except making it mind. way cleaner. Yeah. she's an artist. Yes, she is. Yeah. So, uh, this is the longest teaser so far in a battle. Uh, Battlestar Galactica episode, an 11 minute teaser before we get the credits. Oh, yeah. I think I actually forgot they hadn't happened. Right. Another justification for this being a two part episode, in my opinion. Feels like they're always long on the two parters. Oh, yeah. Could be. Mm. Anyway, it's fine. I waited two weeks. It's fine. You're going to watch right after this, right? Yep. Yep. And just be grateful, <laughs> community. Well, the community, those of us who watched it as it aired had to wait a long time because this was the mid-season break. Yeah, I know. But our attention spans are a lot shorter these days. This is true. As both of of us just binged like three series in the matter of a couple of weeks. Exactly. But so there's, uh, we mentioned this last episode, there's uh, 41,402 survivors this time. Are you going to sing it? Are you going to? No, because I didn't hear what you said. (laughs) So it's. 
41,402 survivors in space. I'm not going to do it every week. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Well, next week I'll do it. Okay. Okay. But you got to write it down for I me. I thought about coming up with different different songs that have numbers so it's not rent every time. But rent's great. I mean, what other songs have numbers? Okay. We will take requests. Okay. Send them through. I'm sure some of you will and some of you won't, but you, <laughs> you could. Or otherwise we're going to sing rent every time. So you're welcome. Give us other options or <laughs> you're stuck with rent. All right. So in the temple, they've got the whole crew and they're investigating things. They've done carbon dating to find out it's 4,000 years old, which lines up with the timing of the exodus of the 13th tribe. Yeah, I like that carbon dating's a thing they have. Yeah, like a super fast carbon it's, dating. It doesn't usually that fast, does it? I don't know anything about carbon dating, but I'm guessing it takes more than like 30 minutes. Yeah, also, how do they even get it up there? I guess as some time has passed. Perhaps, yeah, but I don't or know they how did it by time. like like he does with the um, um, mitochondria in the first Star Wars episode one, uh, and he like he's like I'm sending over a blood sample, and they're like that's the most mitochondria that I've ever seen with Anakin. Are you nope. talking about midi chlorians? That's what I'm saying. What did I say? <laughs> mitochondria. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I should also. I honestly can't believe I just pulled midi chlorians out of my ass because it's been a long time since I've seen that. I should probably share with everybody that I have really terrible cramps right now and I took a bunch of <laughs> drugs before I came into this podcast, um, such as codeine and ibuprofen and paracetamol all simultaneously, um, which sounds worse than it is, but it's uh, they, they're really bad and I wanted to be chirpy, but I'm also a little bit spacey, so haha, <laughs> spacey. Cramps are a bitch, you guys. Star Wars. Yeah, for those of you who don't menstruate, um, it's terrible. Can I use this towel here? I spilled some beer. <gasps> no! It's only on the wood. Yes, you can. Okay. This is the episode where Kaylee spills her beer. I spill my beer most episodes, but um, usually on my body. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, midichlorians, yeah. not mitochondria. I don't know where my brain got that from. I think I was thinking of, yeah, anyway. But you know in episode one where he uh, takes a blood sample and he sends it over to Obi-Wan in the... Um, She's going to be honest with you. I haven't seen episode one in a very long time and I, I do mean, not remember. It's totally fair because episode one kind of sucks. Historically, not everyone's favorite Star War. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say 100% it's not. I think I even <laughs> like Solo Star Wars movie more than I like episode enjoyed one. I enjoyed Solo. Yeah, you sat me down and we watched that. Yeah, so I bad. think that I would even, even go that far. Um, but then, I mean, who listens to me? Because Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Rogue One's not bad either. It's the best Star Wars movie, <laughs> in my opinion. In my humble opinion, anyway. Um, but who am I to talk? Because I just called midichlorians mitochondria, so no one's going to listen to me. Everyone's listening to us. <laughs> you can't turn us <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so it kind of like that. Advanced space technology, blah, blah, blah. Space sure. science. Yeah. Space science. Space science. Um, I like that we both made different tunes for that and just stuck with them. I just like singing it back to you at like a on at like a slightly different key for some reason. Because <laughs> I never catch you when you do it. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do it different. That's fine. Kay. It's good. We embrace individuality in America. Yes. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so uh, we, I think this is a reminder uh, and not a 
the first time we're finding out that Chief's family was religious. I can't remember when we found that out, but I think we knew. I could tell you for sure that I don't care. <laughs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> but his dad was a priest, so he knows about the Temple of blah, Five, blah, and he's blah, talking blah, to Rosalind about blah, it. Um, Rosalind, we know, is, is super into her religious texts. Um, Just a bit. Less so now. But uh, mm. she's very intrigued that this might be the eye of Jupiter, yes. which is supposed to be a marker that points the way to Earth. Yes. And just as she's with Adama discussing this, four Cylon base ships jump right in. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Now, I don't know exactly where this happens, if it's at this point or a little after or a little before. But Adama says sitrep to tie. Sitrep. What does it mean? A uh, situation report, ah. I want to say. They say that a lot in this, and I think it's a military thing. I think I never actually heard it before, but I was watching with subtitles. And then I saw it, and I was like, what is the that? The subtitles, especially if you're... I don't know if you're watching on the DVDs, but the I subtitles am. on Hulu are atrocious. They're oh, so bad. I'm watching on the DVDs, and but they're like hard of hearing ones, so that's fun because then they're like orchestral music or like they just they yeah, do the no, most of the most subtitles do that i love um like like spaceship whooshing is something <laughs> that happens a lot and i think it was happening more when i was watching the expanse there's there's a lot of whooshing that happens yeah. in sci-fi generally it's great um thank you for explaining that to me you're welcome i i think i explained it correctly but i am not entirely sure it's all right i'm sure someone will tell us if we're wrong as we often are Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the fleet jumps away to some other location, but um, Galactica has to stay because they've got people on the ground. They got Eye of Jupiter on the ground. Mm -hmm. They got to wait it out. Um, and the Cylons, uh, they end up just staying like out of range and they're not sending raiders. It's all very curious. Yes. And then we get a call from the base ship. It's like... This is Gaius Boltar. Everyone's faces. Everyone's faces. So good. So good, but no one better than Mary McDonald's face. Um, I love her. So specifically when he starts talking to her, being like, I've missed you, and her face is literally like Nancy Pelosi at the State of the Union behind Donald Trump. Ooh, interesting. Like, I would have liked to see Rosalind do that, like, like That would be exactly... She would clap. be... She would be Nancy Pelosi at the State of the Union. It's exactly the same face. Like, I I swear, like, if she had some papers to shuffle, it would have been, like, the same experience. I mean, it I much prefer amazing. looking at Mary McDonald's face than Nancy Pelosi's For face, sure. but yes. I don't, like, I'm not a fangirl of Nancy Pelosi. I just really respected what she did at the State of the Union because yeah. it was just, like, so, it was just... I just, it was what we needed. It was. It made me laugh so much. <laughs> um, I actually was sitting in a bar watching it and just losing my mind. I was sitting at my restaurant with one of my coworkers who was still on the clock. <laughs> we were watching it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Rosalind's face yeah. is just amazing. But everybody's face, but Rosalind's is the best. Yeah. Well, um, just yeah. that voice. Yeah. So they're walking down the hall. So uh, yeah, so the Cylons are, they're going to come to Galactica for a meeting. Um, and Adama's like, yeah, yeah, we'll like use this time to try to evacuate the planet. So they're using this meeting as like, we're drawing this shit out as mm -hmm. long as we can. And I'm really sad because on the podcast, Ronald D. Moore was like, oh, we had this whole thing with like, 
skater your lovers reuniting having a cigarette and like talking about things as they were walking down the hallway and then i decided not to and i'm like um why (laughs) because i needed that and how dare you um so i'm really sad about that no now you you have experienced the world of the podcast you're going to learn about so many great things that were taken away before they ever existed that's so sad i know um but one thing that's really interesting along here and uh, maybe you can clarify for me is six is sort of like agreeing with Baltar's cylon theory about him being a cylon so she's like she's in head it's head six She's oh, encouraging it. Oh, I thought it was Capricus. No, it's dead. Like, I think you can tell when it's head six because she's got the sexiest of the sexy dresses. She's I wearing that red number. that head six was even still around. Because yeah, well, we've seen Caprica mostly lately. Yeah, I thought it was Caprica. Okay, so no. that changes things a lot. No, it's head six. So you know head six is working him up. But then also later in the episode, uh, Diana, actually in subtitles, her name is D apostrophe anna not diana like diana yes okay so that i learned a lot about the spelling of name of battlestar galactica names since starting this podcast yeah because i was spelling everybody's name wrong yeah seems like i was too um but she seems to then agree with it later and i thought they knew what the other five cylons look like uh nobody knows what the other that's why diana is trying to she's trying to see the faces of the final yeah, five but well I, I mean we at least know that deanna doesn't know yeah but i thought that i i did not think that was the case so i was that mistaken. She, that's what she's been trying to see and then gaius the last episode was like did you see my face and she's like i don't know okay so i think i totally misunderstood something no it's some still point. a big mystery where gaius really wants to be a cylon and well we I mean, don't know you, who the final five are <laughs> it's like rachel deanna Do- doesn't Do-Azel? know who the final five What's are rachel Dozel. <laughs> Dozel. <laughs> sorry like can cylon be an identity <laughs> Yeah, I think it's what it is. <laughs> it totally is. And um, Gaius is like, I want to be in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other people don't like, I want to be in that one. Uh, yeah, anyway. That's anyway. a throwback. No one thinks about her much anymore. And I'm grateful for it. I don't want to think about her. Um, I'm also really happy to see Cavill again. I've I love Cavill. Cavill. And one of my notes was to remind myself the name of the actor who plays him. And I did not do it. But I love him He's in this scene we're about to get. Um, but so first, uh, we've got Athena and Boomer yes. meeting in the hallway. Um, I love that Athena's like, that's Boomer. And then Ty's like, um yeah you can't come in yeah but he says like leave that thing in the hallway or keep your Mm. eye on that thing or something which which is is the same language that um that boomer uses when she's talking to athena in a minute yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. i think it's i think it's really important that ty calls her a thing right there and horrible i mean you may not like her but like like yeah. you got a whole identical one right there and you yeah anyway uh, he yeah he revels in it a little too much but yeah i do i kind of enjoy them like canceling her entrance <laughs> uh yeah so uh the crew walks in it's deanna cavill um and gaius 
and Laura just she will not look at him it's and so it good. makes me so happy I want to know if it was her choice or the director's choice I frack I just love everything Mary McConnell does in this fracking series it's so good I feel she like she looks at the floor she looks at the ceiling she's like nope can't see you then you're not there um, <sighs> I feel great. like in the podcast didn't he like actually Ronald D. Moore was just going on about how good she was in this scene I think he was he was just like yep and oh but look at Mary look at what Mary's doing Mary's great she, all of her choices are just so perfect um somebody just posted um and the space parents account retweeted it about if mary mcdonald hadn't done battlestar like who could have played Rosalind? Mm. and the general consensus was just like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i put out some thoughts but i don't think any of them could have come close to bringing us what Mary McDonald brings us. Yeah. I'm going to think about that Mm -hmm. and I will, I will tweet some answers. Um, I said, I think Jodie Foster, just because I think Jodie Foster should be in everything. Um, Laura Dern, uh, Stalker Channing. (laughs) And I thought Kate Mulgrew was too obvious, but would also be good. Huh? I'm gonna have but none of them, I think, for this role would have been perfect. I have, like, a vague picture in my mind of, like, someone, and I can't think of who it is. So I'm going to think about it and come back. Okay, do that. Um, can I just shout out this line, though? <laughs> the less this man says, the better that, that will go, this so will go. <laughs> it's just like she, she It's this deadpan delivery, <laughs> and it's outstanding. Um. I do have another note here that maybe Gaius is asylum because his hair is fabulous. His hair is always fabulous. Just it's like there's something extra about it in this scene. I feel like he's been seeing the silent hairdresser. Now, you remember this conversation we had earlier today about how if you're rich, it's easier to be attractive because mm-hmm. you can just spend so much money. Yeah. I obviously. mean, it could be that he's just getting all the treatment. I mean, what does he do all day? He has sex with. Two do you think there's women. a Cylon salon? A Cylon uh, salon? Cylon? Mm-hmm. Asylum, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're also well quaffed. I mean, yes. Diana's Di- hair is always like. Do you think she's like, got the world. have body hair? Like, do, do the do the women have to shave? Like, what goes on there? I feel I like don't know. And, like, I feel most like Diana the- would have a good bush. I don't know why. She just gives me that good bush vibe. I think that's true. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's because Lucy Lawless was Xena, and then and I, I but I picture six with like just nothing, or like a a little strip. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are the Cylon I, pubic hair. Are podcast. you glad you tuned in for this <laughs> important commentary on art? Um, yes. Uh, and then um, we get this amazing line from Cavill, who's like, "Oh my improvising. god." <laughs> He's well, yeah, but even before that, he's like, there's no need for or somebody says there's no need for guns. And he just does this delivery of like, yes, we come in peace <laughs> and so I can't good. give you the eyes. But she just did them perfectly. It's like his eyes so are perfect. I just I love all of these actors so much. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Um, yeah, it's outstanding. It's a really great scene. It is there. I laughed so much during the scene, and yeah. I don't know if that was their intention, but just 
everyone's reaction to Gaius, everyone's reactions with each other. I just kept giggling. Yeah, it's very funny. And I love um, the improvising and then Gaius's reaction being like, <laughs> what? But like Deanna doesn't, sh- for all the time she's been spending with Gaius, she doesn't shut him down. <laughs> she's, like, she's not like, no, we cannot sacrifice Gaius. He's part of my destiny. She's just like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do you, boo. What else? <laughs> so the silence have all this knowledge that the humans have found the original settlement of the 13th tribe and they've probably found the eye of Jupiter, but they haven't retrieved it yet. I'm not sure how they know all this. Just, I don't know. Cylon magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Space. Yeah. Space silent science. Cylon magic. Space magic. Yeah. Space knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge in space. Um, and Rosalind and Adama are like, no, we just have people on the ground. Like, we're not going to leave them. They don't really buy it. Uh, and <laughs> so Rosalind gives us her iconic line about shut Gaius up. Mm-hmm. And he, his reaction just, he's he so can't, sad. he's so pathetic. He doesn't know, so he doesn't understand pathetic. because I think in his head, he is friends with Rosalind. In his head, he's somehow friends with Rosalind. I think in his head, he's forgotten about somehow everything that happened on New Caprica. And he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the silence were going to blow you up, but I told him not to. So I saved your life again. <laughs> How many times does that make? Because I've lost count. Like, also, you got everyone killed multiple times. Yep. <laughs> so many decisions that led to so many deaths, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. The just the ego the ego on this man it's great i love it it's incredible no it's incredible it's an uh, it's an incredible performance yeah but wow uh so meanwhile boomer and athena are talking in the hallway and boomer reveals that hera is alive yeah she's been alive all this time she was hidden in Rosalind's school and she's very sick yeah and Boomer um, or Athena kind of like doesn't believe her at first and then kind of just, I think, decides like, no, I've heard enough now. Like I've heard enough people saying here is alive and I'm just going to believe it. Mm. Maybe she just needs to believe it. But it's true. Uh, and she's like, yeah, your friends lied to you because they think you're a thing, which is what we heard Ty just call Boomer. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fracked up. Yeah, yeah, super fracked, especially because, I mean, yeah, we will talk about this later when Adama talks to them, I think. Yeah, the the shit's going to hit the fan. Mm. Um, but yeah, Adama has this great moment where he threatens Deanna and he just gets like right in her face. You were just talking about how people on TV are always standing too close, but yeah. In this scene and generally on this show, I'm into it. It's also because he's shorter than her. And so it's this kind of like interest. Like I always like it when people who are like shorter. I mean, although that being said, like Apollo does it to Anders later. It doesn't have the same effect. But I also think because she's this woman in like these really high heels and he's like a shorter man. I do think that gendered element does add something to it in the way that he like, it's just, it just looks really good. I agree. Mm. Yeah. And I think Apollo in anybody's face always just looks sad. Yes. Um, but he is like any attack on our fleet or on the people on the planet will be met with just we're going to nuke the whole <laughs> continent. Totally balanced. Mm hmm. Yep. Rational. 
politics there. Uh, and it seems like a threat that maybe he won't follow up on, but I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, it's so hard to be Lisa right now. We got to finish this so she can watch. Yep. Let's wrap it up, people. All right. We got a, we got a lot to get through still. We do. I mean, my next note is just Anders, his arms. Can we just have more shirtless Anders? That's that's where my next note is. I feel like we go I think there's some plot before Anders' arms, but sure. I think there probably is. <laughs> uh, as you know, I intermittently take notes, and it's always a fun journey to remember where exactly this fits it in. It is. It is, isn't it? Um, I do want to call out, there's just this shot of, like, Adama in Deanna's face, and then they, like, they like focus on Gaius in the background oh, just yes. looking super stressed out like right in between their faces yeah. there's something about the shot that I really love I mean he's caught between two worlds indeed he's and caught between two faces two faces indeed uh, I do have a note I was just like Anders and his arms no, no I mean sure uh, that too it's more your thing than mine but um, I just I really I, I, I love Lucy Lawless on the show. I do. But after watching what she's capable of, like having watched through Xena, she's just such a versatile actress and she has such comedic timing. Like she's so good at comedy and she's so silly and outrageous. And Deanna is just so like composed all the time. And I miss the range of what Lucy Lawless is capable of on the show. I feel like like it's good. But I almost feel like they got her on just like it's sci-fi show and we got Lucy Lawless and that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like they're using her to her full potential. Mm. Are any, I mean, I was going to say, of course, some of the silence are funny. Cavill's hilarious. Cavill is hilarious. And I don't (laughs) think, I don't even think Deanna should be funny. I just, it's almost like, it's almost like not a good enough role for Lucy Lawless because Mm. of what she's capable of. I'm thrilled she's on the show and I think she brings a lot to the character. I'm just like a missing Mm. Lucy for what Lucy can do. Six has had the opportunity to have like a lot of versatility comparatively. She six gets to play so many versions of six Mm. where Deanna's kind of just always Deanna. Yeah. Like there's a second Deanna in this episode and you're like, wait, this is a different one. Yeah. Like seems kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. Feels. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's just my that's just my ode to Lucy Lawless. Okay. Yeah. That was beautiful. Hey, thanks. She's beautiful. She is. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for the eye. They're not sure what it looks like. Um, this is, I think, Roslyn trying to talk to Lee and Starbuck, uh, who are in the Raptor trying to get a transmission. Oh my goodness. On their transmitter. Oh wow. Which that's, uh, I'm gesturing beer to my beer, which you can't mm. see. Uh, and they, the Cylons believe that it's also a roadmap to Earth, so they can't risk the Cylons getting it. They have orders to blow the temple if the Cylons get in. And then the Cylons jam all their frequencies. Oh, no. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's the whole, I thought that they couldn't do that with this system. Uh, I think once you're, once you have ships on like the ground of a planet that are mm-hmm. trying to talk to Galactica like oh yeah because Deanna did that whole sneaky thing she did she very sneaky in this episode mm-hmm. also that was the whole problem on New Caprica was trying to f- figure out how to get a message to the that listening raptor mm. that was a whole yeah point <laughs> uh 
So Lee and Starbuck are trying to come up with a plan to defend the temple until Chief can find the Eye of Jupiter. And I just love this line where Starbuck's like, can I make a suggestion you won't like? And <laughs> Apollo says, do you make any other kind? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's one of Apollo's better lines. Yeah. It's also a great suggestion on Starbuck's part. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it gets us more Sam in this episode, which is also great. He's so good in this episode. He really is. Uh, so they call Sam into, I don't know, this tent where they are doing the official military things. Um, and he's like, oh, it takes us an emergency to get us in the same room, wife. (laughs) (sighs) And he... I mean, it's valid, but Starbuck also has a point that it's probably not the time. (laughs) Probably not the time. Bigger fish to fry right now. Yep. Uh, but he, Apollo starts barking orders at him and they already are at each other's throats and Starbuck has to be like, oh, the major's in charge. And he says, I wouldn't want to get between you and your major. Oh, there's just so much happening. It's a lot. I like the way that the, that like Anders and Apollo and Starbuck and Dee, um, are all like working together i want to say that with like air quotes Mm -hmm. in this episode it's like very interesting yeah it's it's a great it's good storytelling i think having them all sort of have to work in the same environment and giving orders to one another it makes for good drama yeah to it i assume this is the anders and his um comment that i previously referenced um are you talking about the arms right now yes yeah he does have arms in this scene so yeah Notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he storms out. They should but call him Armdus. <laughs> it's the worst one yet. You know what? <laughs> but you lost your mind about it, so I'm calling it a victory. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> oh my god, Armders. Yeah, Armders. Yeah, sounds very silly. Yeah, I mean, you said Cylon. Cylon, which is the same thing. (laughs) Just the word Cylon. It's just the same thing. So I think we're even on this episode. Oh, we're even on the bad puns. Yep. Yep. This is the content you asked for, people. (laughs) Sam walks out and Starbucks like, he'll do it. And my next note says, Apollo has too many face wounds. Face bones? Yeah. There's his jawline is like it's and I like a strong jawline, but it's so much that it makes me uncomfortable. Interesting. I feel like it just juts out too much. I never noticed. Okay. And now I There's will just pay something attention. it's like very pronounced in this scene, I think, because of the glistening sweat. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll look out for in the next one. Which too we're gonna watch any minute now. Too many face bones. Yeah. That's a legitimate thing people say about other people. <laughs> that's a, that's definitely a thing that people say. Uh Callie misses Nikki. Oh my god. I'm so mad about it. I actually, that dialogue, I honestly don't mind because I feel like Nikki's probably been, there. it's been 14 days that they've been on this planet. It's been two weeks and I think Nikki's been on Battlestar the whole time. Is my point. Could Chief just say, hey, I miss our child instead of it being Callie. And then the thing that shits me is then after that is she just adoringly stares at him while he talks shit. There's so much that she's like... I miss Nikki, which I think is re- it's a reasonable thing to say. It would be better if she said, I don't know, 
literally anything else for the past season. Yes. Um, but, but it's, it's because it's the lack of the other dialogue. It's not the fact that she said it. It's the fact that it is the, the only, only thing, thing she, says. she says. And then she says, oh, you should see your face when you talk about this place yeah, or like, some shit. Sh- but like sh- when she says she misses Nikki and like, how is she, how is he? Is he okay? And Chief's like, yeah, he's fine. Let's talk about me and my shit. Like yeah. it's just their dynamic is so frustrating and i don't i think it's supposed to be read as a little frustrating but it's infuriating Mm -hmm. is how it's read so dear listeners this is the time of the episode where we remind you that callie bit off a guy's ear callie bit off a guy's ear yep when he tried to sexually assault her so i'm just gonna throw that back out there once again just because i feel like we need to keep reminding ourselves Mm -hmm. of what a freaking excellent character this was she is capable of and what they are denying her yes uh so we get this whole thing about like chief oh i I used to dance naked in my mom's shrine or whatever with porn magazines to defy the gods what it's a kind of a funny line but i'm so mad about the rest of the scene that you don't care care about it do not care and she yeah she's like oh you should see your face you have such reverence for this place and she's literally petting him Mm -hmm. she's like petting his Mm -hmm. big arm she's just like I wish you could see what I'm doing because it's not like it's not like a lover stroking someone like Mm -hmm. it's not tender in that like we're equals way. It's like what you would do to a dog or a child. Mm. Yeah, because she's a mother now. (sighs) A mother of two. Mm. Yes, that's what happens when women have babies is what I've heard. I've actually been told this by older men. You know, women just change when they have children. Yeah, because men don't, apparently. Although every father that I know would tell you very differently, but here we are. Um, great, let's move on from that because I don't want to be mad. I just give give her something to do. Give her Please. something to do. I'm begging I mean, you. I feel like our chances of being heard and our wishes being filled are pretty low, but like maybe the universe delivers. I don't know what happens. Who knows? Who can say? I know oh. a little bit. You know nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> Uh, so we've got Gata giving us some fabulous exposition about how this star is about to go supernova. Whoa. Uh, what are the chances of it all happening at the same time? I just, okay. I know it's not the point of this episode, so they wouldn't waste time with dialogue about it, but the Cylons have tracked them impossibly throughout the universe for, a long time now they just keep showing up everywhere they are and it's because they've been tracking them and then they show up at this planet and everyone's like what are the chances that we both just showed up here (laughs) and i get that the cylons this time genuinely just found their way here because baltar was being baltar Mm. but uh, there's something weird about that nobody's like obviously the Cylons just figured out how to follow us here like they've done every single time (laughs) and it's happened a hundred times yeah i don't know it's the gods. It's fate. God? The gods? Who can say? Who knows? Uh, Adama is like, you know I don't believe in a higher power, but if this is the work of God, he's got a sense of humor. Yeah, great the, line. The gods, I guess Adama would have said. Yeah, look, we don't know. They have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we have a meeting between all the Cylons. Now, question. Uh, Lay it on speaking me. of the Cylon... Um, did Leoben change his hair? Did he? I didn't it notice. I don't like look at Leoben really a lot. 
Me, and I, I like thought, looking at Leo. I was like, did I? Especially not when look Six and Deanna and like Sharon, there's Sharon's, there's every, everybody's around and I'm looking at them. Yeah, I didn't, I don't really notice him much and um, I didn't recognize him for a little bit and I was like, who's that guy? And then I was like, oh. oh. So I feel I'm like, like he looks like classic Leoban to me, but I don't know. I feel like he changed his hair. He might have gone it's to the Cylon. The Cylon? Okay. Who else? Um, um, you know who's not in the meeting at all? Who? Is oh, yeah. Our poor <laughs> underrepresented <laughs> character, Simon. Simon. Yeah, he's um, never there. He's in the background. Somewhere in the background. There's a bunch of Simons in the background. Yeah. None of them get to come to the table. Yeah. Why? Tell me why. Why do you Don't think? get it. Yeah. They're trying to achieve a Cylon consensus. Yep. He's, he's not even there. Yeah. He's right there. Could just go get one of them. Any <laughs> one of them. There's like five of them in the background. No. Bring him over. <laughs> I don't know what's Yay, I don't, racism. I, I don't know what's up. I don't know what's up with that. Um, don't you? I kinda do. <laughs> so uh, Cal thinks they should chance it and uh take down Galactica. The threes and the sixes don't want to risk attacking and losing the eye of Jupiter. And Deanna's like, oh, I know we're all Cylons, but I did an independent thing. <laughs> I put a heavy raider on the surface and I didn't tell you about it. The centurions are going to get the eye and then we can get it back here and, and nuke everybody. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, that's totalitarianism. No, it's not. I mean, it kind of is. It's, it's, it's I feel like it's bringing on, it's getting, it's dipping it. a toe in totalitarianism. <laughs> totalitarianism is, uh, is a bit of a harsh thing, but that's kind of where it's going towards, you know, for example, She's got if the there's glint someone in, in leadership who just decides that their issue is the most important thing in a so-called democracy and then decides to, uh, you know, I don't know what that would be like. Like declare like? a national emergency to get a thing that they want done. What's that like? I don't, I just, I wish we could imagine a world <laughs> where all of this was relevant, but it's know. just, it's just not like just this not. show is a thing. These are issues of the past. Of the past. A hundred percent. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. The utopia we live in. <laughs> what a life. Oh dear. Oh, so Sam is like doing his thing. Oh my God. I have he's, so many capital letters in my notes here. <laughs> he's dividing people into teams. He's telling them what they're going to do. They're going to distribute so ammunition. They're going to make homemade Tillium oh, mines. He is like. Large and in charge. Just admitting his vulnerability and being empathetic to the he's people. He's the perfect leader. And just being compassionate and being like hey guys this kind of sucks and like i'm really scared too and i'm sure you're really scared but like this is what has to happen i'm like god damn that's right? so hot right now apollo take some notes on how to talk to people it's just so good and then his conversation with apollo oh my god ah! you think you're the first i know my wife um who do we think starbuck cheated with I don't even care. Oh my god! But can it just be Matthias? Matthias, please be Matthias. I'm definitely here for that content. That's yep. canon now. Yeah, you heard it here. Yeah, that's what I want. I mean, which would put even more tension in that room because Matthias is all over that room. Uh huh. Yeah, she is. Yeah, that's my. That's that's canon. Yep. Into it. Um. So anyway, um, I love that. Um. Again, I am nominating again. 
Anders for BDE Award. I don't think I would argue with you for this app. Yes. Um, also, uh, winner of the last BDE Award, literally no one. Nobody, nobody cared. Nobody cares. We didn't care. We didn't care either. There was just, there was no dick energy at all in the no, last episode. None. Nope. So we're done with that. Um, so yes, but contender for this one, uh, I just have that all written in capitals. Uh, you think you're the first oh my god he's so good he's so good just shout out for knowing who you married and accepting someone for who they are and being okay with that like and just being like cool this is how it is do you think i'm gonna give up on this person do you think like i married someone that i don't know like being uh, okay with who starbuck is but not being okay with apollo wanting to like take her away it's like they kind it seems like they kind of have an arrangement which they probably haven't discussed in a healthy way, but whatever. But like he gets they, it, right? they have an arrangement where she can like go and be with other people, but he's the one who she loves mm-hmm. and who she comes back to and who she's going to make a life with. And mm. I know they're having a rough patch right now, but Apollo's trying to like fully steal her away, and I think that's what he's not here for. Yeah, and I think that's totally legit. He's like, Agreed. hey, are you willing to live with that? Because like. Actually, Apollo would never deal with that kind of Oh, my God. They would be a train wreck married. Absolutely. And we all know Starbucks not about that divorced life. Nope. Made a vow. Made a vow <laughs> before the gods. Yeah. Just casual sex. That's all. So we get the hybrid again. Yes. And her first line in this scene is, I don't care if it rains or freezes. And I had to do a thing today that I didn't want to do. So I spent some time on the Battlestar Wiki and I found out that that line is the first line of a song called Plastic Jesus. And I went down a 30 minute wormhole. So I would never have guessed that. You're right. I told Lisa out there was a song (laughs) that I was going to introduce in this episode. She thought it was Drops of Jupiter. And I said, not that train shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you going to sing it? I might because it's been in my head all day now. Okay. So it's this song that was originally written as like, uh, I forget the name of the band that wrote it. It was written in like 57, like pretty early on. Um, It was meant to be a like a spoof commercial advertisement for like a fake evangelist radio program. Wow. But it's been covered by the Flaming Lips. It's been covered by Billy Idol. It's been covered by like all of these people. And it. I saw Billy Idol at, a, at the Olympics. Did he by do the way. Plastic Jesus? No, but I just wanted to tell you because I thought it was cool. That is cool. Yeah, I can I'm impressed. He was with his dad who called him William. <laughs> That's precious. <laughs> it's precious. Yeah. Continue. William Idol? Just, just, he was just like. Oh, William, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> William loves the swimming. It's like, wow. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. It just Aww. makes Billy Idol cooler Little to punk me. punk daddy-o. Yeah, continue. Aww. So this song has been in my head all day, so now it's going to be in yours. goes a little something like this. Great. I don't care if it rains or freezes, long as I got my plastic Jesus wow. sitting on the dashboard of my car. That's not what I expected. Nope. <laughs> but I love it. And it's catchy. Right? I almost already have it in my head. I only heard it once. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. You're that so with welcome. Us. I really recommend looking up the original recording because I found it very entertaining. That's great. Um yeah, I feel like Deanna and Bolta um are both just sitting there like she's talking to me. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I did want to say they only do one line of that song because if they introduced Jesus into the Cylon religion, they'd have a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> Um, I thought that their religion was basically Christianity. It's monotheistic, but... Oh, yeah, of course. It can't be Christianity necessarily, but monotheistic, yes. yes. Which, like, let's be real, and, like, I'm super sorry, but not sorry, but having studied all the, like, Abrahamic monotheistic religions, they're kind of all, like, the same thing, but they just keep evolving, and then people are like, no, that's the way. No, this is the way. No, this is the way. I'm like, guys, it's all the same. Like, you literally mm-hmm. share books. Continue. Yeah. yeah. No arguments here, and we could get into that, but this is Battlestar Galactica podcast occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we talk about Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like Deanna kind of has her eyes closed, and the hybrid keeps saying, the chosen one, the chosen one, the chosen one. And she, it looks like she's looking Baltar dead in the eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. And Baltar is just, of course, like, oh, my God, me? I'm the chosen I'm one. I'm the chosen one. You've chosen me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Kaylee's I wonder if I can rise to just the challenge came out, out of so being much the then. chosen one. That's amazing. Um, that hybrid will not stop until his ego destroys us all. <laughs> And then we've got some threesome troubles. Oh my god! Trouble and so threesome paradise. Sad. It, it actually is. But like, also, just like, oh, it's not personal. What, Gaius? So bad. And I love how she's like, <laughs> Tiana's like, um, we've just transcended. We have our destiny. And Gaius is like, transcended. You heard her, transcended. <laughs> I'm just like, that's not how to deal with this. What and are just, you doing? I know the abruptness of like six is like. Oh, you know, I think we can do it. We can. And Deanna's just like, we're finished. Yeah. Baltars and my destiny do not include you. And there's this mo- like, oh, my God. Caprica is like, I love you both. And Deanna's like, we love you, too. Pray for us. We'll pray for you. Like, it's so Fuck that condescending. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and my note just says she's. She thinks I'm specialer, so I'm going to go with her. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Someone thinks I'm more special than six. Mm. Who's six? I don't even know. Yeah. Although, I mean, okay. If if we're talking about Deanna versus six, my answer is six. But if we're talking about Lucy Lawless versus Trisha Helfer, honestly, I don't know. I mean, Lucy, why choose? between the two well guys didn't want to no 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 but i mean like in real life like let's not that's not even entertaining who needs to choose fair take all or whatever you can get of any of them but um if we're talking about um six versus diana yeah totally go for six she's way better six as a a character is a thousand times better than diana but boy trisha helfer and lucy lawless oh yeah what a pair (laughs) that's all i'm saying yeah yikes anyway so uh we got d now taking charge after we got anders in charge we got d in charge your favorite bde team is back in action she is not taking any of stuff she just is swatting her away like a little fly (laughs) and i love it shut the fuck up (laughs) you got a problem with that (laughs) she's so good (laughs) so they've only got one raptor on the ground which seems like maybe like a poor choice um I don't know. I guess they thought they'd need them in space. Yeah. And he's just like, and Starbuck will fly that. And she's like, oh, great. And he's like, shut the fuck up. It's so it's good. So it's a great 
how Kara's just trying so hard to get under her skin and Dee's just doesn't care. She knew like, she was did getting you hear into something. <laughs> I love it. Um, <sighs> yeah. So then Dee goes with, uh, I forget who her partner is in the scene. It doesn't it? matter okay. because it's Dee. Yeah. Uh, and my note is again, just D everyone's so hot, sexiest algae planet ever. <laughs> it's she's true. like doing army crawls in the ground. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and they're, they're like, whatever code name is Foxfire one. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I love D saying this is Foxfire one. Is that a movie you've seen Foxfire? No. That is an important movie. What movie is that? That I've is a movie that was um Angelina Jolie oh, when she me. was You've got me. You've got me. Like Do you know how much I love Angelina Jolie? That, like young like but like I don't know, not creepy young, just young. Yeah. Uh and it's just it's like I don't I honestly can't remember what the plot is about because I spend the whole movie going and you can't see my face. But I'm like, but I Kaylee spend and the I whole movie nonverbal. Yeah. We're very intensely looking into each other's eyes right now because she said Angelina Jolie and I'm like, I'm listening. And <laughs> that's your face and my face <laughs> are the like, faces that you would make while watching this film. Okay. I've got to I don't, it. I don't think cinematically, maybe it's an important film. Who cares? Angelina but Jolie's for like women's queer culture, it's essential viewing. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, great. There was a, pen drop moment right then it was just like a mic drop except don't drop the mic don't drop the mics you can drop the pens (laughs) (laughs) oh wait that's like um (laughs) have you seen unbreakable kimmy schmidt i have does she do a mic thing (laughs) it's so funny does she just place it down it's in season four no but she does this amazing like stand-up comedy skit that like only two people are laughing at and she's just but she keeps calling out her own comedy thing she's like that was a throwback (laughs) oh third beat and then she goes mic drop and she drops it and it makes like the most horrible noise which is exactly (laughs) what happens and everyone's like oh and she's just like wanders off i love her she's everything i need in my life right now i am sad that i finished the show because she just makes me smile and also davy diggs was in the last couple of seasons and he is amazing uh he's from hamilton i I know who davy diggs is i can't remember who he was on kimmy schmidt oh he's just a guy that she meets at columbia yes and um, yes (laughs) and then when she comes up she's like why don't you just get one of those scholarships like i got he's just like fucking white girl comes in (laughs) just gets a scholarship so good yeah, I think that show's not without one or two problematic storylines, mm. but overall, I really love it. I love Titus. I think Tina Fey is at some points not maybe the most woke person, but generally, like, yeah, it's pretty fun. I like it's yeah, it's it's good. I enjoy it. It's good. Pro- mm. Problems and all. Mm. Problematic fave, as so many of my faves are. <laughs> it's just hard to not have those. Uh, yeah. You know what? I didn't write this note down, but I remember thinking it. So I'm going to say it. Starbucks going down, but not on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. Our <laughs> comedy is great. It's great. I, I'm not going to lie. It makes me laugh. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No, but she is. Her ship's going down. But they just keep saying Starbucks going down. I'm like, yeah, she is. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what he said. Hey. <laughs> that is definitely what she said. I mean, I was more thinking in terms of like Apollo and Anders as our. I'm thinking about Matthias. Oh, fair enough. You would. Hey. <laughs> anyway, we didn't need that, but we got it. Um, so there's some stuff about the temple. The five pillars of the temple were fashioned after the five priests devoted to the one whose name cannot. And this is Rosalind reading it out. And then Adama interrupts her like, I don't care about your religious bullshit. Yeah. Did you lie about Hera? And this is where I, as your humble podcast host have to admit that I was very wrong in a previous episode when I said Adama definitely knew about Hera and I'm got sorry, called out. Kaylee. What was that? I am the first to admit when I'm wrong. But wait, I just want you to frame it a little differently. So wait, were you are you saying you were right? Is yes. that what's happening here? Yeah. Okay. Great. That nice. was beautiful. That was a nice moment. <laughs> um I got called out hard on Twitter for very well, somehow hard yet gently because everyone was trying to avoid spoilers. <laughs> I You're just, welcome. I forgot about this scene, but they really were in previous episodes trying to play it as if you didn't know whether Adama knew. And I honestly think the writers hadn't decided whether Adama knew and decided for this episode that this was a secret Rosalind kept for herself. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about this scene because um, I watched the deleted scene, which is actually this scene. Which um, I haven't seen. Which you haven't scene. seen. You haven't seen the scene. Uh, so I found Adama walking out super powerful mm-hmm. in this. And that actually isn't how it was originally made. But I prefer that for sure. But there are some important things that happen in this like extra Rosalind following him to watch him shave, which is kind of what happens in the deleted scene. And she's just justifying her behavior. Like, oh, but like we didn't know what was going to happen. And we thought that people would revolt against us. And then blah, 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 blah. Like just like all the things that we sort of like understood from her before. And Adama's just like aggressively and very quickly shaving his face. Like, I don't think that men can <laughs> shave that fast. It's and not the first time we've watched Adama one. shaving. It took like 30 seconds. He should win some kind of award. It's, it's wild. <laughs> like, truthfully, I was like, holy moly, can men do that? Men who listen to this podcast, like the two that do, I'm sure there's at least two. Can you shave that fast? I don't know. It's it's wild. It seems like it would be a reckless um, it was, choice. Completely, or maybe just how it goes with age, I guess, is that you can you just, just do it so real fast. used to your own face that you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like Sweeney Todd shit. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, one line that he does say, so he's like, uh, they're talking about it, and one line that I think is super relevant for like the next kind of bit that happens is he says, If it were my child, there would be nothing or anyone who could stop me. Mm. Um, and so I feel like that kind of changes the tone of the entire episode that we skip that because obviously it's a kind of thing that we potentially like assume about Adama, but I don't think it's something that is explicitly called out except in this moment. And that to me is like, okay, um, taking that out just changes a lot about what happens next in terms of like, him going to go blow up his own son yeah actually you're very right about that 
Mm. I honestly, I I feel like a shitty viewer because I I didn't really put that together. I had some thoughts about Rosalind at the end of this episode being like, are we ready to sacrifice Lee? But I wasn't thinking about it in this context. No, but also they didn't have that in, that's a deleted scene, right? So yeah. it's like that it wasn't called out, but that's why I think that she specifically says that because it's interesting. It's what was actually originally in the script. So it makes a lot more sense that she said that later on. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ooh, it's fine I being think, the one who knows things and you yeah, don't. I really enjoyed that was a that was a nice I moment. Took, I took a little breather and drank <laughs> some beer and learned some stuff. Great. That's how I feel all episode. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I, I do think the scene of him just walking out on so Rosalind, good. it's so strong and I think it leaves their relationship way more up in the air than if we get yeah, another whereas scene this doesn't with them. make it seem like there's anything wrong. Like, and what I don't understand is that when he is talking to Athena, um, he doesn't seem to take any. Like, he doesn't say, "Oh, I didn't know." Right? He seems to just like take it as if it was his responsibility. Is and I'm he like, doing Dude. that to try to shift some of the blame off of Rosalind? Like, and it, it seems like they sense. are pinning a lot of the blame on him, and he's not telling them. I didn't, I didn't know. know they're like oh you of all people know what it's like to lose a child and all he says is like I hope your child's still alive and I hope you can appreciate that like he doesn't but then say yeah. this was the president this wasn't me I had nothing to do with it I think he doesn't want to destroy their loyalty in her almost Which I don't know if ridiculous. we're meant to read that much into the scene and but... one of the other things that Rosalind sort of said in that justification is she was like oh you and Athena were becoming really close or she calls her Sharon and she's like you are becoming really close and I didn't know what to make of that relationship so I thought it was better that you didn't know and so i feel like that's like uh, another part of it that's like but that mm. seems like off timing wise because he got really close with athena while everybody was on new caprica cut off from contact with him Mm. but he was already like friendly towards her i think he was but i think their relationship really developed because of the new caprica situation because there were very few people he could lean on who Mm. were actually on galactica for sure but like anyway i just think i just don't understand why he would take that hit when he had no like he had no idea I mean, we've seen Adama make unnecessary sacrifices before, but I agree. Like, what's the benefit there? It seems I was kind like- of hoping that there was like a missed scene on that side, but there was, there was literally one and it was this one. And I, w- I, I was really looking for something like him having a dialogue with them being like, I didn't know about it. And yeah, it's interesting the way they chose to play it. And they played it all very, I do remember Ronald more on the podcast saying like we originally scripted this to be way more dramatic and we kind of let it play out more subtly mm. and I don't mind that I don't think it's necessary to have a big screaming match between anybody um, but yeah I don't understand what the choice was for Adama to take the blame there for something that we now know mm. he did not do yeah yeah anyway I will I'll still say he was very on board with the fact that Sharon shouldn't raise the baby in that original scene when they all discussed it. Yes. I still was very wrong, but great. It's great to say that. <laughs> Continue. We're such a married couple. 
um yeah so i'm lost in my own notes i'm sorry that's what happens when you make so many pages of them i do but i'm on my last page great me too (laughs) (laughs) you're on your only page I had one and a half pages. I had 1.5 pages. Okay. So um, Starbucks, gone down. Uh, Apollo (laughs) is not going to rescue her because every other episode, they change how they feel about rescuing Starbucks. Yeah, it's hilarious. What amount of resources the fleet (laughs) should devote to the rescuing of Starbucks. It changes all the time. Um, and apparently he's in a mood to not rescue Starbuck right yeah, now. Yeah, and Sam is protesting. So we've got this like everything's really amping up at the end of this episode just to Tell drive Lisa crazy. Yep. Uh, there's six heavy raiders flying towards the planet and Adama is like not bluffing about this release the nukes situation. <laughs> I just love his when... Um, Rosen's like, oh, but we're bluffing. And he just looks at her and goes, are like, we? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually, there's so much unsaid between the two of them in that yep. scene. And they're both just, again, such phenomenal actors that I like, she Can just follows him around and is looking at him, like trying to gauge what he's doing <laughs> and how serious he really is. And she throws out this line about Lee, like, hey, your son is there. Your son's on the planet. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he's just like. Yep, not bluffing. <laughs> Put the nukes out. Put the penis nukes out. <laughs> they're they're a bit phallic. They look just like penises. <laughs> <laughs> well, ain't that the way with war? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cylons are also having their own tense moment where they're like he's bluffing, and they're like, oh, I so we've got this like other Deanna now in place of the original Deanna who's now on her way to the surface of the planet and she's like speak she called this other Deanna calls her Deanna uh, do they all answer to those names or do they only answer to the numbers it's something I'm constantly confused about same okay anyway I feel like they always call Cavill Cavill and I feel like it's always Cavill right it's like the sixes and the and threes Leoben. and the Cavils like but the threes are always diana it's like diana leoben it's just the sixes that are called by their the number. sixes yeah six is the only one that and doesn't sharon, have a name for everybody yeah sharon has a name for everybody kind of mm. but like is it just i feel like there are really just the two I sharons feel like it's um not worth exploring that deeply i think that they just tried to make it easier for us the viewers i think so too and, and i like that they have names so many holes into it but it is an interesting moment when there's another three being like Deanna's on her way to the surface said Deanna like <laughs> I don't it's I'm curious about just Cylon. it's like the Umbrella Cylon. Academy they have their real names their numbers and then their names yeah that's true mm, except for five who doesn't seem to have a name did they name themselves when they got older I think the naming came after five uh uh, I don't mind. Why did minor seven? spoilers for Umbrella Academy? I guess it's the first I think, episode, isn't it? Yeah, they got the names after five time traveled. Yeah, I think you find that out right away. Yeah, um, and she called herself Vanya. I don't know. No, they didn't pick the names. The robot mom picked the names. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Continue. So, uh, five of the ships turn back, but one is still no. 
Is that a thing that happens? I think that all the ships are just still heading to the planet and they're... And Chief is just being annoying in the temple. Because my last note is just, I hate him. He's not looking very hard. He just keeps staring at the pole. Like, you're not doing anything. You're not... You're not... What? Where are you? You're just staring in one spot for like hours and hours and hours. It's like the Ferris Bueller when he's staring at the painting. And it just keeps getting closer on both the face and the painting. It's the same thing. It's like, chief, pole, chief, pole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, and no, we got to, there's one more tense moment where Sam's going to go rescue Starbucks, but... Uh, oh, Matthias, Matthias pulls a gun yeah. on him. Matthias, I keep calling her Matthias. I like it. Yeah, but I, it doesn't make sense because like Starbucks rock Matthias's world. Of course, Matthias wants to save Starbucks too, or she's just very military. I think she's very military. I don't know. Maybe she wants to be the one to rescue Starbucks. Maybe have Starbucks be real grateful. Yeah, yeah. Um, canon, canon, but also I, she's just doing it because Apollo's ordering him not to leave and adama is like release the nukes and that's where we get our to be continued frack you frack you are you ready yeah so let's just wrap this up let's wrap it up really quick because lisa's got a a tbc she needs to take care of yeah we got four fracks in this episode we got two from chief we got two from sam there are no fracks in the first 26 minutes of this episode seems a pity hey wow (laughs) it's just surprising it's like a long time to go with no frags. Mm-hmm. I don't um, go that long in my daily life without saying some kind of swear. Right. As you would know from listening to me on this podcast. At this point in life, I am about 50-50 saying fucking frack just all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> I never know which one's going to come out. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we've got eight-ish Cylons. We've got Boomer. We've got Hero, who's a half Cylon. Deanna Cavill, Head Six, Leoben, Caprica. We've also got Simon in the background. We've got Centurions. And we've got the other three who is standing in for Deanna. Mm. Mm-hmm. What about the hybrid? We didn't count that. Oh, in the hybrid. Did I say? I never write the hybrid down. I always forget about. But you counted here. Them. So I feel like we should count the hybrid. Yeah. If we're counting half Cylons. And I feel like it's worth. And we've got like. Sounds in the background like Simon, who again well, let's never gets to Simon. speak. <laughs> Simon deserves to be counted. It's a a, a frack light Cylon heavy episode. Ah, great! Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. You want to predict some stuff for your to be continued? What are you feeling is going to happen? I don't think he's going to nuke the planet. No, no. I mean, at least not with everybody on it. You don't think they're ready to kill half of this cast? Like, it would be great. I'm not going to lie. I'm obviously a Joss Whedon fan, and I love people getting killed on series. But do I think they will? It astonishes me you didn't stick with Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it recently because I have a HBO subscription. and I was You like, don't like a character on Game of Thrones. You just got to wait like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's great. It's not about the characters. I just found it like, I don't know, the development of the characters wasn't interesting to no, me. It's Game of Thrones is a little exhausting. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't my jam i think i'm gonna get it gets there but it's it's um it's a commitment i think i did like two seasons i feel like it's enough seasons to try it's only like three episodes honestly i think from season three on is 
I don't know. There are plot points that drag and there are plot points that build, but it, it start for me, it starts like really pushing somewhere after season three. So in a good way, I think in a good way. And I think the last couple of seasons have been like for me and the characters that I care about have really started moving at a rate that they were not moving at previously. Okay. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about watching it i i am in two minds about it part of me is like there's so many good tv shows that i want to watch why would i bother i feel like i know enough about it to like understand pop culture references about it there are some mom- there are some moments in game of thrones that for me make it all worth it okay. but i don't blame you if you never get there are we putting bde to a bowl or are we just giving it to sam you know what in the spirit of diana i'm gonna give it to sam Oh, you, you're striking out independently without consulting anyone? Yes, I am yeah. calling an emergency BDE and I am giving it to Anders. And you may protest if you National will. National emergency. Anders arms deserve BDE. Armders. I'm, <laughs> yes, armders. I just feel like there's just no competition here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks so much. Agreed everybody uh don't forget to follow us on twitter we have great conversations we do we love engaging with you guys on twitter so please tweet at us all the things that you want to tweet and i promise next episode i won't have codeine before i talk because apparently don't make promises you can keep (laughs) i only have it once a month i mean maybe in (laughs) four weeks i can't make that promise but in two weeks i'm certain that i won't need such a strong painkiller it's it's really just bad luck that the the day of the month that this happens fell today so i'm sorry for being a person who menstruates and needing that and then oversharing with you an apology that i will not accept because it is not necessary because it's half the goddamn population (laughs) it's true it's true but but yes uh i i definitely um i'm feeling the kick now so it's time to go (laughs) Uh, it's just that moment toodaloo toodaloo